You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Salem After Show. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of the Salem After Show right here on AfterBuzzTV.com. Season 1, Episode 12, Ashes, Ashes. And as always, I am your host, Bobby DeMiro, with my lovely pair of grouping, I guess I should say, of co-hosts, Marissa Serafini next to me. Hello. And across the table, the wonderful Miss Jesse Owen and running for mayor, Anna Koppel. Now, we've got a special guest today, guys. Very excited to introduce her. She appears as Dolly on Salem. It is the wonderful Miss Sammy Hanratty. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate having you. Thank you. I'm super excited. <laughs> I know, and I know you had a big uh, episode today yeah. that we are going to talk about. I can't <laughs> wait to like get into this and get into because you had a very emotional scene with Mercy with Elise Everly. Yes. So let's just jump right into that first. Before okay. we talk about the episode, talk a little bit about your experience in Shreveport, filming Salem. I mean, you talk very highly about this stuff. Was it as fun as it seems? It Well, I mean, it's been such a fun ride. Like, I mean, I just thought I was going to be in one episode, a little, you know, guest star, and I'm really happy that I've been able to be a part of the show for so long, and, and it's really, it's just such a cool show. It's like, it's, I mean, we have an entire set built in Shreveport that is just Amazing! It's it's everything that you see in the show. It's it's actually like it's not in the some of it's on a stage, but we also have in the middle of nowhere a town that they built um, our own little Salem. So yeah. Now you know we need to um, collectively chastise you because you and those other girls, man, you guys, you're coming together. You killed a man already in this in this season. The man, man. (laughs) you killed the guy. You're all following uh, Mercy Lewis. Did did mom and dad ever say, hey, you probably shouldn't do this in real life? Um, (laughs) you know, my parents have tried. Tried to like you know, steer me this straight. <laughs> don't kill dudes. Like don't you know? Don't tear people's arms off. Like you know. So they've really they've really humbled me to not to do that. <laughs> That's good. And, and you mentioned you thought it was going to be a one episode kind of thing or whatever and it's obviously grown into a lot more than that what was that conversation like with writers creators whomever did they have you for an episode and kind of say we really like this storyline come back um yeah i mean i i pretty much when i came for the first episode found out that i was going to be coming back and i was like what am i going to be doing but they're super secretive so i'm like what am i going to be doing what am i going to do what am i and they still don't say anything and so i got the script for the next episode and i was like oh Oh yeah, so I was excited, and that was um, the bundling episode where I bundled with the boy, and and all that jazz went down, and that was awesome. And I talked to um, one of the writers and creators, um, Adam, and I, and he was like, "There's going to be some fun stuff for you this season," and I was like, ah, "Okay, cool, I'm so excited." We uh, we had a lot to say about that bundling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that yeah, was something it's interesting, right? <laughs> it's interesting that that kind of stuff ever happens. It's kind of weird. Do you have more information about the bundling? Because we kind of looked some stuff up online, but uh, but do you have some more background about bundling? I mean, just as much as like I, I did, I guess, with like you sew each other and the, the parents sew you in the bag. It's just so creepy to me yeah. that they do that, and you're supposed to you know be able to touch each other, and the parents are sitting there and watching you. It's just the whole thing is just 
extremely awkward and creepy, which worked so well with the show because it was so fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was so odd, too, because, you know, then the hands start coming up and grabbing me when I was in, in the bed. Um, and we actually had, you know, two of um, the stand-ins. The girls, they are amazing. They're so great. And they, <laughs> I wasn't really comfortable with, like, some dudes grabbing me, so they're like, oh, we'll just do it. <laughs> so they got under the bed, and they're real people grabbing me in the scene. And so that was... That was fun. <laughs> Did you? Um, we do a lot of news and gossip on here about other actors, about Xander Berkeley, um, Shane West, a couple of the people, and how they did or did not study the history of the Salem witch trials before going on the show. Have you done any history study, or are you just kind of playing the character? In your own maybe unique way for the show. Well, actually, I um, when I originally read the script, I actually originally auditioned for Anne uh, Anne Hale, and so um, when I first found out about Salem, I I read the script and I was really excited, and so I um, I did a little bit of research about the Salem witch trials, just because I also wanted to be able to um, get down the how they spoke. You know, everything is very, like, precise when it comes to our show. So um, just the way, you know, like, you're a Puritan, so you stand up straight, you're respectful to your elders, you know, things like that. So, um, so yeah, and, and, and I, like, um, like I said, I read the original pilot and I fell in love, so... Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought up uh, how you speak because we we've talked about that a lot on here, and uh, I think I probably have had the most issues with it. I, I would you guys agree? Uh, and and how do you, how do you feel about it? Because uh, they take some dramatic license, I guess, and uh, and that's fine. But sometimes, like John will say, we'll just like yell Jesus Christ as yeah, sort of. So what do you what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I that's actually one of my favorite parts is the first the first episode when he's like Jesus like that <laughs> it's like it's so great um, no you know what I like is that everybody kind of does speak differently like each character I mean obviously Mary like with her very proper British accent you know and then like you have John who's uh, very different, but he also grew up different. So each person, like in Salem, the, it depends on how they were raised, what class they are, what, you know. Um, so, like for me, for the beginning of it, um, I was more proper with uh, when when I first come to see uh, Mercy, I'm more of the proper girl, like coming to find out about the witches. And then as time goes on, I mean, my mom kills herself or mercy kills my mom um and uh and kind of like slowly you know you see this episode and i'm in a cape instead of my like my usual like proper wear and uh and and it's just it's it's a little bit different and that's one of my favorite things too about cotton has completely changed from the first episode to now and they you know i was talking to the wardrobe and um they were talking about how yeah like even the wardrobe has changed so much and his hair and how he he's more of like a a calm down from what he used to be because he used to be more like his dad Right, and you know the wardrobe, and even it really reflects their behaviors and the personalities throughout the their character development, and their character arcs throughout the season. Yeah, even with Elise, you know Elise's character, oh, yeah. where she <laughs> first started off, and I mean she was in clothes like I remember coming to set, and she was all pretty looking, and and she was in um, you know Mary's wardrobe, and she's like, oh my gosh, I get to look so good because she's used to wearing like things that she threw up blood all over, <laughs> or like you know the cage that we like to take her around in, so. <laughs> yeah, the wardrobe definitely plays a lot in the show. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's get to recapping the show right now. I know we're going to have a million questions for you while we do it because you factor into a couple very important scenes on this episode. Uh, but let's start before we get there and before we get to kind of Mary and Mercy and your whole 
scene with Dolly. Let's start with John Alden today, guys. We learned a lot about John's background. Big surprise to us. And I think finally, I don't know, speaking as fans, we were finally excited to actually learn about John. Y'all probably knew a little bit more about him than we did. No, I don't know anything. <laughs> Honestly, I like I. what you guys see is as much as I know, unfortunately. Do, so. you, do you, I guess real quick, do you get the entire script or do you just get your scenes? I get the entire script. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you have an extra copy of the next week's episode, <laughs> just throw it along here. <laughs> But let's talk about John. So John is now a witch, incorrectly so, of course, uh, according to Increase. But Increase is persecuting John pretty hard, and we see this Increase versus Cotton fight, and you talk about how much Cotton's changed. Episode 1, he never would have stood up to Increase had had he had to do that with that personality. And by episode 12, he is standing up. So I don't know about you guys, I am very proud of Cotton for what he's doing in this episode. I, I agree. I love how Cotton's really you know, standing up and going up against Increase out of the one of the most scariest people in town now. But the fact that this thing that really bothered me is that how John wasn't standing up for himself. I mean, I'm sure you're on trial, you're not really allowed to speak in certain situations, but uh, knowing that John was innocent but also somewhat guilty t- towards some of the situations that we're obviously bringing up the, the whole background with the Indians. I love how, and it was interesting how he wasn't really fighting for himself and that kind of bothered me. But well, it, he, Sorry. Go ahead. Um, he also said last week how he was done fighting. Like, what's the point of fighting? He's going to die anyway. I'm sure he feels defeated. He, he, Mary has refused to say that she loves him, too, up until now. Uh, he's fighting for people that don't want to fight with him. He's, he's tired, I think. I think this is, he just feels defeated. And, and yeah, like he said, what's the point? He's done. But the thing is, like, yeah, he might be tired, but it doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy who would just give up. I think because he's killed so many people now, we learned so much about his past now, he's had such a horrible past and such a real past, he's kind of at the point where, like, if this is how it's going to end, it's going to end anyways, I'm not scared. And it's not that I'm giving up, but it is a fatalistic thing to say, I'm not scared anymore, I've seen a lot of bad parts of life, whatever you can do to me is not bad enough. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and And part of it is John is so level-headed compared to everybody else in town everybody's emotional or crazy or whatever and john is so level-headed that i think somebody mentioned this last week on the show it's the idea of not wanting to create more hysteria so if he just shuts up and takes it as bad as that may be they're going to find a reason to kill him anyways and if he just shuts up and takes it and says maybe this will calm down the hysteria if i am the witch maybe all this will end it won't of course right but well, we also talked about this in the first episode with Giles, uh, and in real life, um, if you even speak to deny whether or not you're a witch, and something happens with your property, right? That it that, yes. Uh, if you don't say anything, then the property goes to your family, and but if you start to deny that you're a witch, then it's just a criminal thing. If if in that time period in American history, if you pled guilty or innocent and you're found guilty your property then becomes party of the state and if you don't plead anything your property retains in your family and it can be passed down or whatever yeah but john doesn't have any family well that we know of that we know of yeah are you trying to say he has an unborn child i don't know remember that kid that wouldn't do any talking maybe that's john's i'm kidding that's that's a prediction we won't even make Uh, but what about what about Increase now? Because he does the same old thing, and we'll get to the girls in a second with him. But Increase does the same old thing, very vicious. And the interesting scene for me was Increase talking about the witch in Germany and that old world witch and what he's had to do before. And I know that he said that witch took the form of a six-year-old girl, but I knew it was the witch and whatever. He strangled a little kid <laughs> on its face is what he did. He strangled yeah. a little kid. It's a bad dude. <laughs> 
I just feel like he could be wrong. Like, what, yeah. it's like he's basically saying, hey, I killed this girl because she was a witch. But he doesn't know she was a witch. And I really want a better explanation for his hands. Like, really? You went into hell? Did you? So you're not, you're not buying what Increase is selling? I'm not. I'm not because, I mean, if... He, I don't know. He doesn't have that much proof now. Like, it's just all what he thinks. And, you know, like the Giles Corey, he killed him. It wasn't, he wasn't a witch. He's accusing John. Like, it's just he's wrong so many times that it's, like, really? How do you know you weren't wrong then? <laughs> Sammy, so are you uh, Are you definitely not team increase, having seen him kill all your friends now? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. I have a place in my heart. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I just, I remember coming on set, uh, you know, the scene where I come up, and through the window and I see all my friends and he's like, you know, hitting the head thing. Anyways, I came on set and I'm looking at all the instruments that he has, you know, just, just, you know, it's not, it's not that creepy because I have all the, the crew next to me, but there's still just this, like, it's just this cold chill that you get when you see the tools that like he uses up close and personal. It is terrifying absolutely terrifying and he does an amazing job with being terrifying you know he just <laughs> and just with how um he he just believes that he's so right that's that part like that the part that creeps me out i think the most you know is because it's yeah. like it's mentally just like a crazy person and that freaks me out tell uh, me it's, tell it's me so that adamant with him and yeah. and also another thing just to go back to the the story with the little girl that's pretty much like a foreshadowing me like hey in the past i killed this little girl but had no qualms about it because i believed that she was an instrument of the devil and then that was just a foreshadowing of what he was going to do to the other girls mm-hmm. He has no problem killing anyone, really. Tell me that Stephen Lang in real life is much nicer than Increase Mather. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody on set is extremely nice. They are. And it's super fun because, like, a lot of sets, you, you know, you work and then you, like, if they call lunch, you go get lunch and you go back to your trailers. Whereas pretty much every time we all sit down and eat together and, like, hang out and talk and it's... I mean, everyone is not, not <laughs> Janet's not like uh, Mary and, you know, <laughs> like Elise is not like Mercy and everyone's got their own personalities, but a much kinder way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I have a feeling, having seen all the Twitter pictures, the Instagram pictures that people are posting, I think you guys like each other better than But we love it so camera. much. As the gorier it is, the more fun it is to take a selfie, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hashtag Salem selfie. I have the best videos with the girls and their burns and and me, like, hanging out with them. And I'm like, who's that lady? And you just, like, (laughs) I have some good videos of them. (laughs) Were you there on set when Marcy threw up blood all over Bridget? Was it Bridget Lewis that she threw up? Over Bridget Bishop. Or Bridget Bishop. Yeah. 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 No, I was not. No. And I did not expect that to watch that. And, I mean, I knew that certain things were going to happen but when I saw that I was like oh my god ew <laughs> literally my reaction and then I texted her I was like ew <laughs> about this thing now the other thing about Increase today that interested me when he's testifying making the case against John Alden he also drops the bomb that John Alden has been in Mary's bedroom her boudoir, I believe he said, mm-hmm. to be proper, has been in Mary's bedroom and has done these, you know, not done inappropriate things, but sort of suggested that there are inappropriate things going on. So, Increase, I don't remember, who did he say was the witness who said this? It was one of Mary's Isaac. servants? It was Isaac. Isaac. Okay. Isaac. Okay, so that's why Isaac is so guilty later, or part of the reason why he's so guilty later, perhaps. He's always guilty. <laughs> he always has, poor Isaac. He always has something to be guilty for. He's from, from the first scene of episode one. <laughs> the, the first, first tear he ever shed, it was over something. 
Has Isaac always been one of Mary's servants? Because I thought she just asked him to take Mr. Sibley into town. I got the feeling that he was more of an informal servant in the sense that because he's not the smartest guy, that he kind of helps out around town and does odd jobs. And Mary has him for, like, messenger stuff and odd jobs. So so he may not be a specific servant. Like, Titaba would have been a servant for her. But he's more of, like, a contractor, I guess you would say. <laughs> I would say, Frank, because also during their scene tonight, um, it sounded like Mary and Isaac were more friends. That Like, they knew each other for a long time, so they're more of, like, Isaac is a helper, but he does it as, as a friend, not just as in another employee. Because she's magic Mary. I was just going to say that. Magic magic Mary. Mary. (laughs) But even the relationship, it shows it's it's more intimate. It's it's a closer relationship than just a working employer to employee. Yeah, and you can tell how much love they have for each other from the first scene when you just see her reaction with how, you know, uh, what's going on with the fornicator and the burn and stuff like that. No, I love their relationship. It's like when you see her, like, truly being just sweet to somebody. And that's the thing. Even though he's so much lower in social class, in intelligence, in whatever than her, it's not that she takes pity on him. Because that would be easy to do, and you could definitely find that if you wanted to. But he's more of an equal. It's like a brother-sister type thing almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, but she does take advantage of him. Oh, 100%. Oh, she yeah. does for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's Magic Mary. Mary. That's <laughs> Let's talk increase now, dropping the bomb about John, taking up with the Indians, with the Mohawk. And then doing all that he did to the militia. Um, so I'll open it up to you guys because Cotton is very black and white and always has been and continues to be a little black and white. And John says flat out, nothing but gray in the world. You Puritans think it's all black and white, which is a great line. But knowing John's backstory now, do we condemn him for being evil, you guys? Or do we say, it's black, it's gray, it's not black and white. I understand why you did what you did. And I may not condone it, but we don't need to murder you for doing what you did to the militia. I think it's gray area. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely gray. Knowing the, his actions and the reasoning behind why he killed his own people, the the own militia. I mean, yes, that was still a bad thing, and it's against obviously the wrong people because it is his people. But knowing his his intentions, they were good because it was for someone that he cared about, it, like a family that he grew to know and love. So I mean, he it is very very great because. It was, he's still guilty, but it was for the right reasons. I mean, the end doesn't justify the means, unfortunately, though. Yeah, and it, it's extremely gray because it was just, I mean, let's face it, it was um, a rageful, murderous rampage that he went on. Vengeful, very. Yeah, it was It was full of revenge. Axes, axes were going into the back of skulls. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And it continued on uh, recently. When he saw the last, the last of the militia that he didn't get, so uh, so he held on. So there's still like hatred in his heart that he holds on to. So I don't know. I mean, I I get it, but there's there's a lot of gray. See, the thing to me is the recent thing makes the point. I don't know about y'all, but the recent thing makes the point to me that this was a very specific revenge for John, and it wasn't kill all people, kill a bunch of people, kill whenever you feel like it. But it was a specific task. I'm going to kill this militia. Then I'm going to hold on to this one dude who I didn't kill, and now that I killed him, it's over. And I'm not going to kill anybody else, and I'm not an evil guy. I was doing a task. Now, murder may not be the best way to achieve it, but I think I don't know. I don't think there's any danger of him ever killing anybody again, save something weird happening in the future. Well, but just to play devil's advocate here, uh, 
he wasn't, nobody was there when that village was taken out. Maybe it was two people from the militia who took out that whole village, and then they took out the whole militia. So, and we don't really know. Maybe he did kill innocent people. So. But had the whole militia been there, they would have killed. We they, don't, they but, wouldn't have been traitors. Like, yeah, it could have been two rogue agents, though. I mean, I know we're thinking too much into it, but you're right. It could have been two rogue people. I think John takes the eye that if you were part of the militia, you condone the militia's activities. So I'm going to take out the whole militia, including this last dude. See you later. Everybody's dead. Beef squashed. Nothing more. I don't know. Like I said, a lot of great. <laughs> the gray. thing is, he can't kill anybody else because he's in prison. Or, well, he may not be in prison based on the end of the show. But he was in prison for much of the episode. So he's probably not going to kill too many other people. Before we move on too further, I want to go back to uh, Increase shutting down the trial as soon as Cotton brought out that uh, torture instrument. Right. Uh, and, and just, I feel like that was just another bully tactic. We talked last week yeah. about how he can be a bully. And uh, if he's made to look wrong... You know, the second people started to go, whoa, you know, who is this guy? He's like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do this once the uh, tempers cool down. We'll, we'll just, we'll shut this down right now. Did you see yeah. Cotton's face when he brought out the instrument? He opened it up, he gave it to Increase, and then he had the bloody, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hug. good. He was so proud of himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's some really really funny cotton moments in really serious places, and he provides a little levity. That was one of them, like a couple weeks ago when he's drunk in the tree <laughs> in the forest. Yeah. yeah, he throws his boot and stuff like that. Earth underneath his feet. There's a there's a there's a lot of cotton, a lot of drunk. This one wasn't drunk, but a lot of levity from cotton in very very serious situations. And that was one of them. You're right though. And nobody ever calls increase on anything because they're so terrified of him, and he bullies people he can bully. Like the, mm-hmm. like the girls. The girls can't do anything to him, so he bullies them around. He can push Mary around a little bit because she's intimidated by him. And when an equal steps up to increase, he wilts away. Right. And if quickly. you see, if you notice, the girls are cleaned up when they're in the church because he cleans them up so that people don't know all the torture that they went through. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's interesting how when Cotton was, you know, going against this increase and showed all that and everyone was getting, you know, anxious about it. It shows, like, how close that Cotton can actually get to taking down his father. If if, if increase didn't stop that court, I mean, he didn't really deny that he was guilty of using those tools against the woman and the torture. So it shows that he was guilty. He was trying to, like, calm down everybody before it got out of hand. But it shows that Cotton does have the potential to taking down increase. Yeah, and he was, uh, you know, we talked last week that he's really, um, that Cotton is really in his comfort zone, uh, and he was really using his book smarts and applying logic, you know, he figured out, hey, look, there's an apple that's used in every grand rite, so maybe it doesn't just mean evil, it also means apple, and it means open, so he was really actually using his brain, which he needs with his father <laughs> using his brain and last point on cotton using his hands how about examining Anne for being a witch yeah Ooh. oh boy was he wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong why was he so nervous about doing it though is it just because he didn't have any feelings for Anne? obviously he just so came it's just on to her last week but but i mean how <laughs> sincere I mean, he he really misses his girlfriend. Well, so. we know that. <laughs> we know. Let's not talk about Gloriana. You're going to get me crying if you talk about Gloriana anymore. But I think it shows that maybe Cotton just has a really high level of respect for Anne and really just didn't want to touch and examine her in that way, even though she was giving him permission to. So it could have just been like genuine uncomfortability while doing it. What's crazy to me is how 
you know, obviously Anne just found out she's a witch, but like it's like Cotton did something. As soon as he touched her a certain way, it's like it came out. It's like that's is that the mark of the devil? I know? think I, I this is just my point of view on it, but I'm not sure that Anne realized that happened. Uh, when her eyes went red when the snake tongue came out, I think that was a physiological, supernatural response to what Cotton was doing by the devil or the witch or whatever inside her. And because Anne hasn't realized it yet, because her soul has been deeded by somebody else, I think she may not have actually realized that was happening. She came scared and wanting to be examined and didn't realize that that's what would happen with the examination. I don't know. I don't think Anne was was aware of that either, but it seemed like it seemed like it was on the level of sexual that she was responding in that way, and the devil came out in that way. That it was more of a sexual response than when an you, actual... You're also not touched like that, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't happen to her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not, like, something that she's used to feeling or anything like that. I don't know, that's... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> only, only in John Alden's dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of our other show, Penny Dreadful. I just I wrote mean, that down, literally. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, you know, uh, the, the devil coming out in sexual responsiveness um, actions and stuff like that. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, so let's get to, Sammy, what I know you've been waiting to talk about, which is this whole Mary Mercy issue, because you're going to come up in this. And I guess the first thing, before we break down some of these scenes and whatever, the scene you, the scene Dolly has with Mercy in the woods, you're confronting her about, you know, you said that girls wouldn't hang, the girls are hanging, what's going on? You were both incredibly emotional on this scene, and I'm always interested in... You always talk about how much fun you have on set. You guys are all having fun. What do you do? How do you prep to get to that emotional level on your own? Like, what's the what's the work that you put in to get there emotionally? You know, it's hard because, um, like, for that scene, I think I had, like, ten minutes before to prepare. Or, wow. like, five minutes before. And I, it's we're in Shreveport, and it's hot. And it's, like, you know, it's I'm also terrified because there's sna- snakes, like, everywhere. There's, like, wild snakes roaming around everywhere. And so I think the adrenaline rush between that and really just, I'm not going to lie, I... I think it was the night before, um, it was the hanging scene, and it was all the girls, and I was bawling my eyes out saying goodbye to them, because, I mean, you never know what could happen in the show. They could come back, but all I know for right now is I'm kind of the only one that's alive, and those are the girls that I have worked with since... I am a very emotional person, so when I say goodbye to somebody that I really care about, I can't help but cry. And so um, and so just using that and thinking of of that happening to me... I, it's very easy for me to easily break down and start crying. And working with Elise also is, is just, she's honestly amazing. Just like one of the best actresses in the world. And, uh, and just working with her and going over it again and again and again. And, and also like, um, we like to talk about it and how would we do this and how, how should we do that? Or, or how should we move or, you know, things like that. We really like to break it down together. And so, um, and so I, I think, I think it just, it kind of came pretty natural it sounds natural it sounds like that was a real emotion you're saying goodbye to your friends it was like a loss of your friends and it was also one of the first times like my character would um have spoken to mercy like that you know because it was like kind of an almost like you you promised you know it was like a really intense thing um and so that was a little hard for me because i didn't know how far to go with that you know i would never speak to her in a mean way originally it was it, it was actually written a bit differently where um, where I, I talked poorly about uh, Mary 
and Mercy like slaps me and like it got it was <laughs> originally it was a little bit like more intense than what it turned out to be which Elise and I were like oh I'm like we really wanted to slap me See, I knew it I knew yeah. it Mercy's crazy Mercy is crazy <laughs> she we like yeah. <laughs> I know we love the wild the crazier it gets the more fun it is I guess um, I've already been slapped once in the show so I guess that's enough for me don't listen stay away from Mercy don't come to her again because she's killed a million people already that I'm girl's excited. crazy <laughs> no, are you kidding this is like her and i are gonna start working together this will be fun Ooh. she has to bring the army of children yeah. and poor people yeah that's and, a good one get ready for season two yeah that army of children i'm interested to see what those people look like yeah same <laughs> <laughs> so it was a night shoot this I, you, I feel like you have so many answers that bring out so many more questions in me but it's interesting to see you're probably in the right profession first off if you can get emotional that quickly and do it you're probably doing the right thing um is is how much leeway do you have? You mentioned you read the scene, you and Mercy, you and Elise yeah. kind of talked it out. This is what we want to do, how we want to move. Does the director kind of give you that much leeway? Is it is it scripted down to the movement or is it kind of like, we'll film it, you make it happen? Um, I mean, the movement is definitely on there. We it's it's one of the sets that you can really just talk about how you would see it, you know? And we have a different director almost every week. Um, and so uh, so the director for this episode, I mean, every director's been super cool and just like... Um, you know, especially coming in for one of the f- first times for an episode, they want to know, you know, how is this, how do you feel about your character? How do you, you know, they, we really talk about things, which makes, makes it a lot easier. And, um, and Elise and I, once we start talking, we'll, you know, put our input in or, uh, and then always take in whatever somebody else has to say. And, um, and so, yeah, it's definitely a talking set, which is good. It's not like, okay, you're going to do this, 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 and this. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you know? How many takes to do that scene in the woods, the emotional scene? Do you remember? Hmm. It probably took about an hour to do the entire scene. Oh, okay. Which is pretty quick. Yeah. D- depending, like, on all the angles that we did. And uh, and especially down in the crag um, that, you know, we have the camera angles down there and, and stuff. It probably took about an hour to get all set up and stuff. So it was pretty quick. If you three were Dolly, would you have stood up to Mercy like that? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, well, we see Mercy making the promises that, that all these things that she's going to do and she's going to protect and all that. And, and, like, she built this clan to protect, and she didn't follow through. So, I, I mean, your your actions were completely justified. Yeah, I don't, I don't need, it's not even necessarily standing up so much as, like, I think going, right, in, like, desperation, like, what is happening? You said, like, what's going to go on now? Am I safe? Like, so I, I think... Yeah. You can't help. It's like a hysterical moment and so emotional. And those are your friends. Right. Th- that literally died because you couldn't keep a promise. Yeah. And that's and that's vintage Mercy to me. She's so insane in everything that she does. And this was another example with you is you come to her desperate and confronting and emotional. And she's like happy. She's like, no, this is what's going to happen next. Go get all the little kids and whatever. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. You're like, dude, Mercy, you're insane. She, yeah, <laughs> she. It's definitely like, a, I don't know. She switches into these modes, and that's why I like love. I honestly, Mercy's like one of the coolest characters ever because <laughs> she has changed so much, and she goes in each episode. She's like going back and forth with who she is and what's going on, and uh, and it's just so cool to watch Elise like take that on because to me she like 
she like does mercy justice. You know what I mean? She like does. She she is mercy. You know? well, well, Sammy, I will admit to you, and these three already know, and I'll admit to the audience that in week one or two, I can't remember what it was, we did predictions, and my prediction early on was when she was still hanging in all these problems, I was like, Mercy's done. She's gonna die. We're gonna move on. Uh, it couldn't have been further from the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, like, I could not have been more wrong. No, you no. couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. going to factor huge into season two. Yeah, and yeah. also we see, because it was really Mary that didn't really protect all the girls, too. And then we see Mercy be like, hey, if Mary couldn't do that, I'm going to step up and be the leader. I'm going to make everyone, you know, get everyone, and I'll be the, the protector and all of it. Because in by extension, it was Mary that couldn't protect the girls. Right. She is stepping into a maternal role. She says, I'm, I'll be your mother. And I think that's really what she was looking for from Mary in, in the beginning. But, New yeah. queen of the night. Yeah. But no, well, when she was talking to the, uh, the dead that hadn't been, that yeah. couldn't be buried, right. say, I'll be your mother. And, uh, and yeah, when she was first taken in by Mary, I think she really responded to Mary's sort of nurturing. Mm-hmm. And now, She's stepping into that role, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's still, you know, she's still a girl. And so, yeah, especially when her and Mary first started with their little relationship, when you think that Mary's going to kill her, but she doesn't really kill her and she turns into a witch. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that part. No, they definitely have, like, a mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. I'm interested to see how Mercy changes, though, because we've talked about Mercy's, (laughs) quote-unquote, gang, all the girls. You're the only one left. So now that she doesn't have strength in numbers anymore, which I know five wasn't a ton, but losing three or four is big. So now that she only has one left, what happens? Dolly's going to go gather I have, yeah, yeah. second I have, command. <laughs> I'm like, I have all my predictions, but I'm nervous to say any in case they're right. And then the writers are like, what? <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> Maybe they'll watch it and get ideas. They haven't written one way. And they'll say, you know what? I kind of like what Sammy said. Let's rewrite episode whatever. Reshoot. <laughs> well, yeah. And I actually, I think I was originally supposed to, to die as well because I met with the director for that episode, which I wasn't in um, last episode when the girls are getting tortured uh, and they first get, like, captured and stuff. Um, and I'm not, I wasn't in that. And I originally was supposed to be. And, um... And I was kind of bummed because I was like, I want to get tortured. But <laughs> then I was talking to Adam, and he was like, well, if you get tortured, then you get killed. And I was like, oh, I don't want to get killed. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you're not going to get killed. So that made me – I felt pretty good about that. They're just keeping you around. Maybe two things – one or two things going to happen. You're going to rise to some level of power in season two. I guess we can predict that later. Or – you're going to come to a very gruesome death a couple episodes from now. You know, I kind of would like either one. I really would. <laughs> if, if it's something meaty and crazy and weird, I would love to do it. <laughs> I just want to die because, like, I want to continue doing the show, though. So it's, like, awesome. <laughs> I want to I talk a lot about that, actually. But before we get there, the last thing I want to talk about in the episode today is Mary, I think we can all agree, was obviously dreamwalking in the prison with John, even though we never saw her go into the dreamwalking thing in the first place, but she appears in the prison with John, and then taking him to the woods, which looked to be the similar woods where Anne went with the mask, which would make sense. Right. Um, And it was a completely different time of day, too. Yeah. Which, you know, when did this actually happen? Who knows? (laughs) So she never said anything. I was hoping the last word that Mary would say at the very end of the episode was just one word, run. Hmm. Okay. And she never said anything. It was originally something different. Really? Yeah. Well, it was, I, I, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure it was that he says, you're a witch, and then like it ends, or something like oh. that. Mm-hmm. But 
then they, I think it's it's more suspenseful this way. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I, I think could it's be his, wrong. Yeah, I think it's oh, his gosh. facial <laughs> reactions kind of imply that he now knows that Mary's a witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I know. I think you're right, though. If it was a line like that, I think it's better to not oh, yeah. say anything. Yeah. Well, and his, yeah, his face is priceless. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God! So yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever um, Mary was sleep or dreamwalking, um, you know it showed her body, right? So their bodies are still in the prison, right? No, her body would still be like in her bed. She dreamwalks, starts dreamwalking in the bed or wherever she was, like she did last time, and then her body goes to the prison with John, and then it transfers one more time to that forest. So John is not in the prison. I guess or we'll find it? out. You have to wait until next week. <laughs> See, I equate dreamwalking more as astral projection where you can move your mind and your consciousness but not your body. But then this actually moving her body and John's body to a, an actual different location, that was more of a transportation. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that the more transportation is is possible because of the Magistrate mask. Hale's mask, yep. right? So, But I'm, I'm not clear on whether this was dreamwalking or not just because... She sort of woke him up in the prison as she has in the past, and I'm just not really clear on it yet. Yeah, it's not clear because they're saying dream with me, and so we're led to believe it's some type of dream or the consciousness or whatever, but then it's a phys- it turns out to be a physical act instead of a mental. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll pick up next episode. That's a beauty that episode is. 13. Unlucky episode 13, last episode of the season. So, Sammy, a couple more questions for you, yeah. and then we get to get to predictions, which is good for all of us. <laughs> um, but first things first, I guess, seeing this story arc develop for Dolly and seeing what's going on, I guess this is a little bit of a prediction for you, but what are you hopeful of second season? Has anybody, you don't have to give us spoilers, we're not allowed to know, but is it, have you had conversations with anybody saying this is what to expect next year, or are you totally in the dark? I'm totally in the dark. I, I mean, I have no idea. I, <laughs> no idea. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I would say something really cool, but I really don't. I'm hoping for a lot. Um, of really cool things that, like, I would, <laughs> I well, want. To say. What would you like for your character? What would you hope for? I mean, I'm hoping. Oh gosh, should I say? It? I'm, I'm hoping to be. She... I'm hoping to be like, like, basically, like Mercy's Tutuba, you know, type of thing. Like her, yeah. like little mm-hmm. worker yeah. for her, like her right man, you know. But. We'll see what happens. I thought you were going to say you wanted to take over and run the grand right yourself. That would You're be, just gonna be number too, one. but <laughs> actually I'm hoping to get, you know, a guy on the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what about, we need to give you a love interest so it makes it difficult for the grand right and that well, sort of I, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got, that, you got that bundling guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's yeah. burning. So it's go? like, yeah, <laughs> I know. He's done. Poor me. <laughs> what about, um, who is your favorite character on the show? It sounds like Elise. It sounds like Mercy Man. I love. I have two. I uh, well, okay, yeah, I have two. It, was, uh, it would be Mercy and Cotton. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just I think they're the coolest characters. I'm the only one who likes Gloriana. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, Gloriana. I I love I Gloriana. loved Gloriana, but she's like she's gone. So it's like, uh, don't remind me. Okay, no. I cried yeah, a couple no. episodes ago. Oh, don't sorry. don't bring he that. Still has hope that don't she's bring that out back. again. <laughs> He's still sensitive Aww. right now. <laughs> you know, I love I love her costuming too. I'm sorry, yeah. but I was like, I would totally be okay with being a whore in the show just to have a cool costume like that. It's beautiful. It's so pretty. Sorry. Yeah, gonna, you, gonna... you mentioned wardrobe and makeup and stuff. How long did it take for, you know, you to get into your character? <laughs> no makeup, so it's like, you know, usually, um, 
Well, I wear extensions for the show, longer hair, um, yellow teeth. Uh, interesting <laughs> fact, I only ha- I have four fake teeth in the front, and you can't put the yellow stuff on the teeth, because otherwise it'll stain it. So they can only do my front two teeth. So it kind of looks weird in some episodes, because it's like it's just the two front teeth, and it's like, oh. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's that's, I mean... I don't think any of us really like the yellow teeth because it's kind of <laughs> gross. But <laughs> and you forget when you go home or you go to the hotel and you're like you're smiling at people and walking and you go and look in the mirror and you're just like, oh my god, you're so embarrassed. Um, but no, I love and the the with um, wardrobe. Somebody has to get me into wardrobe every day because um, I have the corset, which is like so hard to breathe in because mine fits perfectly to me and so it's it's just really really tight and uh i can actually when you go to lunch i have to get it loosened because <laughs> i need to have some room for my lunch <laughs> need um, yeah it's it gets really intense with the wardrobe it's awesome though i'm obsessed with like my cape this episode i really liked my cape like a lot i really liked my cape can you campaign with them to be like i'm gonna take some of this home with me no <laughs> i've tried <laughs> trust me i have no i can't unfortunately everything is so i mean i even had a bonnet for the bundling scene that was really old and just like this really pretty piece and um Unfortunately, it broke while we were in the middle of filming it, so we had to start back over a little bit and then film without it. So everything's really fragile and really, like, precise. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, especially during that time period. Yeah. What's it like filming in Shreveport? I know everybody talks about how hot it is, all that sort of stuff. You mentioned snakes on set. Yeah. No, actually, it's it's beautiful. It's, you know, I'm just kidding. No, I, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it's a really nice place. It's really hot. It's humid. Um, it's also really cold when we film, you know, like in December. I, I think they said it was snowing when, a couple of days before I came. And when I came there, it was really hot outside, so I was really confused. And then there's a lot of tornado ro- warnings right by my hotel. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's the Midwest. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not used to that at all. So um, we were driving, and there's just pouring rain. I'm with um, my driver, and she's like, yeah, well, if we have to pull over, you know, this is what you're going to have to do. If there's a tornado, I'm like... Oh my god! I was like, "Wait, is this even real? Like, I don't understand. This no. is crazy." It's Welcome a serious, to the south. It's a serious thing. It's I mean, really scary. It and, is. And we, um, I mean, where we film, there's casinos, which I can't go into, and then there's a strip club, which I don't go into because that's just not really my scene. You're not missing anything. And, yeah, on either one. and then there's set, and so that's about. Pretty much, I just stay in my hotel and watch like Food Network until it's time to go on set. That's exactly what I imagined Shreveport being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the, the snakes aren't. I mean, I I don't have a really like big fear for snakes. I mean, I don't really like necessarily love wild snakes coming past me because I don't know if they're poisonous or not. <laughs> um, but I just remember we're filming and uh, and and we're we're about to go. And then it's one of the scenes where I'm about to walk up to Mary to tell her I'm meeting Mercy in the graveyard. And uh, we're about to go. And I just, like, look down, and I just see, like, this black snake slithering on by right where I'm supposed to be going. And I'm like, snake, snake. Oh, my God, that's a real snake. Oh, my God. And you just, like, I was like, and then, like, I just feel like a hand, like, squeezing me. It's like one of the other girls, like, squeezing me so hard because she's terrified of snakes. And so, yeah, no. And they even, 
in the cat, like where we eat lunch, there's a big sign of different um, types of snakes. To like, this one's poisonous. This one's not. This one's venomous. This one's not. And like th- different things like that. And I'm not a spider person. Oh. I don't like talk that. to these two. Uh, yeah. no, no. 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 We work with tarantulas quite a bit. Yeah. And like these orange tarantulas, which are uh. okay. I'm not gonna lie. They're not. I I don't like little spiders. I don't mind big spiders because like then I can see it. But it's like the little ones that I'm like, oh my god, where's it going? I don't understand. <laughs> like I don't know where it's going. And uh, we had the, the animal dude come on set, and he's awesome because he's worked with everything. And he's like, yeah, you want to see them? And I was like, see what? And he's like, the little tarantulas. And I was like, they're in the car. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And he like pulls up this box. I'm like, I was sitting right next to this box. And he like pulls it out, and they're like all in their little containers of like these little hairy tarantulas. Uh. And they were like this big, and they're so gross. And they're sitting on the web in the scene that I was in. And it was. Uh, he kept on like having to pick it up to move it perfectly in to where it should be in the web. Um, and I just remember like freaking out because I thought it fell, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, where did it fall?" I was like, "I was." It was a very emotional, intense day, and it was not supposed to be. But it's a it lot of anxiety. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, I I'm sweating just that. thinking about it, you guys. Yeah. Like, I, no, no, you're listen. If you need to leave the room, these two probably you're do like, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're right there with you. I'm like trying to be polite because you're our guest, but I'm like, I hope she stops talking. About okay, this. yeah. Anyways, um, it's yeah, yeah. Back to Shreveport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, hey. Well, I guess you know what. We don't have any news and gossip today now. Sammy, being our guest of honor, if you'd like to give us any hot gossip from set, we sure would love it. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's think of gossip, shall we? No, honestly, we have just, like, the coolest casting crew. We really do. I mean, I... I just remember I I was a big fan of Shane. I even told him I was like I love a walk to remember. It's such <laughs> that's yeah, all we talk so about. Good. That's all we talk about. Well, yeah, yeah, and he's so good. And and it was just really refreshing to to like be a fan of somebody and like have him be so nice to me. And now it's just like we're just like good friends, you know, like on set. And um and it's just we he's just awesome. It's so cool. Like we'll text each other and and like um he. He like left me like a note when we when I went into ADR like Hey Sam it's Shane I was like Thanks Shane <laughs> I texted him I was like Thanks for the note <laughs> so nice you know just like a really cool person and Elise is amazing I'm actually gonna grab dinner with her this week and oh humble brag <laughs> no she's just so great and I like I love the fact that. Um, her and I have become friends throughout this, you know, and just like and, and good friends. Like I, I text her after every episode and be like, "Have you seen it? What do you think?" And she'll be like, "Did you see it? Did you like it?" <laughs> you know, and uh, and it's it's fun to talk about talk about it, and then also be able to talk about ourselves and not just about work, you know, and right. hang out. I mean, there's not much to do in Shreveport, so it's nice because I hang out with the girls and we'll go out and uh, and you know, it's just. It's a really fun group of people. Yes. Uh, I want to work on this set. Speaking of Elise, we actually have a fun photo from your Twitter, I believe, with you and Elise. Which um, one? I tweeted a couple. (laughs) I think it was um, from last night after last night's Mm -hmm. episode that, I mean, if we can get it queued up here. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Um, If you can see in the background, (laughs) that's Amber Dawn's uh, legs. And if you see, there's burns around the ankles from when she just got tortured. Just a little. (laughs) And just a little. We'll throw there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You, you see it. Those girls had shackles on tonight. Just, oh, just another day at work. Burns on the legs. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I've got many pictures. It's really cute. <laughs> so, so, you, you say you hang out with the, the girls on set and stuff. What kind of fun things would you do in between, you know, scenes? Um, go to Crafty. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> eat junk food. Are you, guys, um, are you guys the practical jokers? Like, be honest. 
I mean, I am. I am. But, you know, I'm kind of, I'm the baby on set. Um, everybody else is a lot older, which you wouldn't think. I mean, we like, uh, Elise, I think, is the next one up in, around my age. She's 21. Um, and then everybody else is a lot older. And so I'm kind of like the like the little like one who's like, you guys, let's go play. Let's go do this. Ah, <laughs> you know? And everyone's like, oh, my gosh. Then we'll is, go swimming and we'll hang out. And This is the stuff you can get away with. You can get away with the jokes on set because you're the youngest one. And everybody's like, oh, it's just Sandy. It's cool. we got to be nice to her. If it was Xander Berkeley doing it, you'd be like, no, no, no. You know her. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Get away no. with it while you can. And yeah, well, and I always like, I'm playing with, you know, like our PAs and stuff like that. Like, I'm really good friends with a lot of them. And we'll we'll go out to dinner and we'll just hang out. And it's just, it's nice. Like I said, because Shreveport, not much to do. So it's like, <laughs> and we, there's like one dinner spot that we go to, and that's about it. <laughs> it's so nice that you hang out with the PAs and everything. It's yeah. just like everybody's really a nice connected yeah. group our wardrobe department's great i'm like really good friends with like um, you know everyone i mean the poor girl who has to you know get me in my outfit all day every day we become really good friends you know and people who put yellow on your teeth you become you become <laughs> real tight <laughs> do, do you have a favorite scene or a favorite day from filming that you'd like to share with us um oh gosh i feel like i've had so much fun like i really enjoyed the egg scene when i cracked the egg um and I see the skull and I toss mm-hmm. out. That was the day of the bundling um, episode. And uh, and I just, I had a lot of fun with that because it was just, I don't know, it was creepy. And it was fun to crack an egg a bunch of times. But apparently I'm not a very good egg cracker. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't mastered that talent yet because they wanted me to break it with my bare hands. And I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but eggs are actually really difficult to break with your bare hands. So I'm like sitting there like... And they're like, okay, okay, let's let's try that again, okay, just a little bit better this time. I'm like, sorry, you know, that I'm like trying to break in. That would be hard. It's really difficult to do. So they're like, okay, just crack it on the side. Is that is that why you watch Food Network in your hotel all the time? Yes, trying to master the egg crack, you guys. I love it. Hey, real talent. Let's get to uh, predictions because I want to ask what else you're doing because I know you've worked a ton. But let's do predictions first. Oh. This is scary. This is scarier than Salem. Oh, no, we're, we're big time here. Um, all right, so, Sammy, let's give you the first prediction. You are our guest of honor, so if you want to do a season two prediction or something for next week, what's coming up? Oh, gosh. Well, I kind of know what's going on next week. Yeah, that's week. true. Yeah, so, can't so really say that one. Give us a little season hmm. two. Season two predictions. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is so intense. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, let's say a nice little Mercy and Mary battle. Why not have a new queen of the night with the old queen of the night? Little button heads there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What else What else do I have in my head? Mm. Well, oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Kick some butt. Get a nice little group together. Who knows who we're going to pick to be on our team? Who knows who's going to pick sides? Who's Anne going to pick? Is she going to pick a side? Is she going to have her own side? I mean, gosh, there's so many questions. There's so many people. It's a big town, you guys. Say, Here's the beauty of predictions. You can say whatever you want because, listen, 12 episodes in, I've been wrong about 10 times. Okay. So you, there's no pressure. I want to hear your guys'. I want to hear it for next week. Oh, yeah, that's good. No pressure. She yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I have to say that I think, you know, Anne's going to realize all the power she has and she's going to accept what she is. And I think it's going to be a struggle. God, I'm going so elaborate here. It's a big struggle between Mercy and Mary and who's going to be on teams. Just like what you said, like, will Anne and Mercy be together? Will Anne be on Mary's team? I can honestly see Anne being Mary's team. 
Really? really? Yeah, just because of that whole yeah. thing that happened with Mercy yeah. and um, <laughs> Mercy and Anne. Like, in the graveyard, the thing was in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really so, weird. <laughs> so funny. She like grabs her hair and she's like, you want to stay, Anne? <laughs> it was a little Mean Girls action right there, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think there's going to be a battle royale of witches because we have... <laughs> we had... Uh, Increase was reminding us that... Uh, Cotton doesn't understand the way these witches work, and they have all kinds of different factions, and uh, sometimes they appear as, as little girls, and, you know, we have Mercy saying, go gather up all of the poor and the children, and we have Mary, who's sort of breaking away. We definitely have the old world witch, so I just think it's going to be like witch versus witch versus witch versus witch. That's what I think. As it should be. As it, it should, should be. be. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's definitely going to be a showdown between Mary and Mercy. Uh, again, I'm going to say Mary is not going to go through the ground, right? I think Mercy's going to be the one who's going to try to execute it. I think Dolly is going to join Mercy's side and be, like you you just said it um, uh, for verbatim, uh, that she's going to be Mercy's tituba. You know, they're going to pair up and be like the next... You know, <laughs> that would be fun. The next powerful two new witches. And then also, I I don't know, with John and Mary now, like John now knows Mary. I think Mary, uh, who knows? Honestly, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are sitting down because I'm going to go big or go home on these predictions. And I know you were, you're probably like, no, this is wrong. Don't say anything. Okay, I'm going to buy my dinner. But I think we don't know all of John's past. I think he's already a witch. Whoa. And we've never been led to see that. She's not even looking at me. She's like, this is so wrong. I think John is already a witch. I think that there's so much we don't know about him, and I don't know how he became it, but maybe we'll learn it. And when he asks the question of Mary, or however the scene goes down at the start of next episode, and she, he says, you know, you're a witch or whatever, and he learns that she is, he's going to say, me too. Ooh. I know. In a perfect world, it's, darling. <laughs> and there'll still be conflict, because obviously we have to have season two, so I'm not sure how that'll play out, but I think... Maybe something's going no, on. No, that's a great prediction, actually, because of the way the uh, the medicine man took interest in him, and they had they brought in the coin, and uh, Emily gave him the coin. I don't know. That's a good prediction, Mary actually. Has the other half of the coin. Yeah, I'm glad you, you guys are sitting down for it. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> I'm also, into it. also, I think Anne's going to tap into her now newfound powers, being a witch, and maybe help stop the ground right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Sammy, tell me a little bit now, because you, for somebody so young, have had quite a career. You've been working for a long time. She looks nervous. No, this is where we get a brag about you. This is the <laughs> oh best part. Oh, my gosh, guys. <laughs> so we were joking about before, but Sweet Life is Zach and Cody. You were on Hello, Sister, Goodbye Life, which you were nominated for a Young Artist Award for. Uh, Rizzoli and Isles, you guessed it on an episode. The Unit, Pushing Daisies for six episodes. A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. I believe. Um, you've been working a lot. So what is coming up for you? Anything big on the horizon? Um, one of my shows, Chosen, just came out on Crackle. Um, and it's really cool because they premiere uh, a season at a time. So that was, was season three um, with Chad Michael Murray. And uh, Rose McGowan plays my mom. And that's a... Also on Charm, wish you were a part. You yeah. were on Charm for an episode. <laughs> I was. I know. And uh, and Rose does not remember me, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, we talked about it a lot. And I was like... 
I, I was really excited to see her again because I was like, I worked with you when I was little, but she did so many episodes, you know. Uh, right. But I was like, actually, you wrote me a letter. And she's like, I did. And I still have the letter. And I have a picture of her and I because I think uh, I, like, sent her the picture. And she was like, it was so lovely working with you. Like, this really cute letter. And she was like, oh, I was that was so cute of me. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was so cute of you. But, no, she's she's great. Um, and that's that's a really fun show. This It's a very uh, – it's a bit different but also dark. Uh, with you know lots of killings and lots of guns and do you do you prefer playing something like that or something like Salem which is much darker or the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody style stuff which is not very dark I mean do you would you go (laughs) each way or what do you prefer I I like I like the darker stuff I like a more of a challenge you know I mean although comedy is a, a bit of a challenge for me now it wasn't when I was younger when I was younger like Disney was so fun and so easy and now I'm like I, I, now I've gone so much to drama that I went and did a movie called Mom's Night Out, which was a comedy, and and it actually takes a lot of work to do comedy. Like I forgot like how how much it, it takes out of you, and uh, and so and I forgot it's also really it's really fun. It depends, you know, like when you're on set and you're doing a comedy, it just like it just has this like light energy about it. Whereas dramas, I mean, every now and then you have those days where you gotta just like keep it low because you know you got a big emotional scene later on or something like that you know yeah. with, with Chosen we filmed it so quickly um, we filmed it in a month and almost all of my scenes I'm bawling my eyes out because I'm like you know the, the loser sister who cries over everything because you know? <laughs> like my family's like getting killed and stuff so I have to cry <laughs> I love that you're so casual about it now my family's getting killed so I gotta cry <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because at the end of the season uh, it's like the time when I wipe my tears and I'm like we got to go kill him. And, like, I get my gun and I, like, you know, I, like... See, there you go. It's in her personality. She's going to do it to Mercy, too. I'm telling you. I... It's fun. <laughs> How many you. times oh, have I said that today? Oh, it's fun. <laughs> Good thing you're acting and not doing any of these things in your life. Just take... No. Do it on camera. Get it out of the way. Um, who is, like... You mentioned Chad Michael Murray. You're obviously working with Shane West and a bunch of other people on something like this. Do you have, like, a dream project to be on or an actor to work with? Or, I mean, what would... Five years from now, what would you love to be doing? Oh my gosh! Five years from now, how old would I be? Okay. Um, well, I obviously would love to continue acting. I I would love to um, be able to take on roles that really just push me into like a different different world. Like um, I don't know. I I've always like had like a love for for playing somebody. Like giving somebody justice is like one of my favorite things. Like I've always actually wanted to play. Um, like a, a transgender role or somebody who who like uh, has to deal with that something that would just take me a little bit out of my comfort zone and put myself in somebody else's shoes completely um, that would be uh, amazing that would be so fun I think that's why I love Mercy's character so much is because that's like one of my dream roles is to be somebody who's who's bipolar or dealing some with something that is just like that they can't handle you know like that kind of role is like like the dream role um, and so, so yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I, I would love to be doing something that challenges me and that I love and that I'm working with people who, who I can just, like, enjoy their talents as well. Interesting. Talk to me a little bit about off-camera. I know you are a Star Power Ambassador for Starlight Children's Foundation, I believe. What, yeah. What's going on with that? Yeah, no, it's super fun. We uh, we get together every now and then. We have galas and get the kids there and, and hang out and um, kind of just, have certain days where we'll go and and get their mind off of all the things that are going on and just let them have like a really fun great day and and you know just like just hang out and be a kid and be like an actual kid and uh and yeah I'm involved with a couple of charities that I'm I'm really passionate about I have like my like handful that I like 
would do everything for. <laughs> well, shout them out. This yeah, is the time. Yeah, yeah, tell us about it. Uh, Smile Train. I'm actually, um, I am going to India soon wow. uh, for a bit, and I'm going to uh, help out with some of the surgeries there. And uh, it's it's for cleft palates for children who are born with cleft palates or anybody basically, and going in and teaching doctors um, how to to take care of that, how to sew it up, how to do it, and. Um, and so I'm really excited to be hands-on with it instead of just being like, yeah, I'm involved with the charity. Like, I really want to know what's going on, what goes into it. Um, you know, I want to I want to be able to see a child's face after after the surgery. I mean, I've seen so many pictures, and like I like I like I said, I'm a very emotional person, and uh, and I love going to um, to their place in New York. I like go look at the pictures of the before and after shots, and it's literally the day of and it's just such a big difference and so so amazing i'm really i'm just i'm really proud to be able to be a part of them no that sounds amazing and thank you for doing something like that especially with your Mm -hmm. position obviously as a role model for people who see you on camera and see you doing the work that you do it's important and we've talked about it on stuff before about role models um i guess last question for me i don't know if you guys have anything else but have you had a welcome to hollywood moment yet like has anybody seen you out and been like you're that girl from that thing have you had anything like that yeah yeah i used to get that a lot for sweet life of zach and cody um i think the the ones that really like shock me are when somebody says sammy hanratty and i'm like oh my gosh this person knows my first and last (laughs) name that's crazy to me you know i just that part like i i think it's it's really like unreal when people you know say like oh my gosh you're the girl from blah 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 like that's that's amazing but when you get somebody who actually knows your first and last name and, like, and knows what you've done and, like, are really excited to see you, like, that kind of stuff makes me just, it's like the, that's just out of this world. It's weird. It's crazy. Well, get ready right. because when uh, when Dolly blows up in season two, <laughs> you're going to have a lot more of that to do. And, of course, you'll remember us and come back for season two. Of because. course. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, speaking of people, you know, you who get excited and stuff, is there anyone that you like to emulate in acting, like an actress or some someone you look up to? Yeah, no, I love, like, Jennifer Lawrence. Awesome. Amazing. She's amazing. I love uh, Swisher Ronin's, one of my favorites. I, uh, oh, my gosh, there are so many people that, like, I, I take from everything that I watch. I mean, Janet Montgomery is one of, like, she's fabulous. I love watching her, and I love taking from her, and, and just how everything with Mary is so subtle, but yet you see it all. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, and her pretty cry. Have you seen her pretty cry with <laughs> yeah, the one, one tear that just falls? I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that pretty cry. <laughs> I love it. Hey, well, as we're wrapping up right now, we do social media links and stuff like that. So Twitter, Instagram, where can people find you? Okay, Twitter, at Sammy Hanratty one The number one. The number one. Because uh, she isn't Sammy Hanratty number one. No, <laughs> it's because somebody stole my <laughs> my <Yes>. Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, Instagram, Sammy Hanratty 143 um, Vine is Sammy Hanratty one, and Facebook I have an official fan page which is Sammy Hanratty. One four three. Yeah, yeah, for Instagram. <laughs> we'll link them all up on YouTube too if you're watching. So hit the comment ball below and you can follow her. Awesome. But you guys, oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Jessie Owen. You can follow me at Cobble for Mayor K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And I'm on Twitter at Bobby Demiro on Instagram at Mr. Bobby Demiro. Real quick as we get going, we didn't talk about it at the start, but Maria's new book is in stores, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, How I Lost 40 Pounds and Kept It Off, and How You Can Too, in uh, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and all those places. Sammy, thank you very much for thank coming you. out. This was a lot of fun. Come back in season two when, you, when Dolly takes over in Salem, <laughs> when you've killed everyone off. Um, 
Just come back and be nice to us. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it this week on Salem. Next week, we've got the season finale. It's going to make us cry. I don't want the show to end. But that's okay. we got one more week of this next Monday. Thank you for tuning in here on After Buzz. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.